0: Welcome to Tabletop Transmission, breaking news live from OrcaCon, but not really because we're about a day, two days after. Uh, We go live now to our reporters on the scene. I'm Liz, uh, as always, and our reporters on the scene are...
1: I'm Cassie, and I'm on the scene, or I would be if it was yesterday around this time.
2: Hi, I'm Fran and uh I'm uh, snowbound in Redmond at the moment. Oh, yes,
1: snow is here. And joining us today for a special uh as our special correspondent, Tabletop Transmissions fan Jennifer, who is also at Arcacon.
0: Yay! <laughs> Would you describe surprised? Do they can't see you? <laughs> All right, so hey, folks! Uh, once again, thanks for tuning in to Tabletop Transmissions. Uh, I'm one of your despite hosts. all of this crap. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, as always, Liz. Uh, and joining me uh, are our co-hosts. Hi, it's Cassie. Didn't
2: we just do this? Yes, we, we did. did. But just, uh, just to make sure folks know who we just are, go with it, Fran. <laughs> yep. Fran. <laughs> oh, I said, hi, it's Fran.
1: Okay. <laughs> and as I said, joining us is a special guest who will introduce herself. She's one of our uh, first listeners and one of Fran's and my oldest friends. Hi, I'm Effer.
0: Yep. All right, so tonight... We are going to be talking. uh, I say tonight. You're listening. Whatever it could be, morning. It could be Uh afternoon. You could be having trouble sleeping, so it could be night. I don't know. Who am I to tell you? To
1: be fair, it's afternoon here.
0: Oh, it's seven Uh. o'clock at night. Anyway, so uh, that out of the way, (laughs) but we're going to talk about OrcaCon. Um, Before we get into OrcaCon, something I wanted to ask you all about, though, because there was there was. There was news on RPG Twitter today.
2: Huh.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so did y'all see uh, that there's a new campaign setting?
1: I heard about yes. it. Uh, I heard the drama, yes. Uh, yeah, I I, def- I managed to completely avoid it, so I defer to the three of you.
0: Well, I, I don't understand it. Like I don't watch Critical Role. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure they're fine. I've got kind of some other issues with them. The fact that they're kind of whitewashed and, and other
1: Jennifer, stuff. Jennifer is a Critical Role fan, so maybe we can have her uh, pop in. Huh.
0: Yeah, so Jennifer, uh, you're a Critical Role fan. Are you excited that there's a Critical Role? Well, there, no, hang on. There already was a Critical Role campaign setting, wasn't there?
3: Yes, yes. Uh, Matt put one out for the general world I believe it was just after campaign one ended. Um, this is focusing more on the setting for campaign two and it's bringing in some, uh, some new like magic rules and some other stuff that they run into in the, uh, on the different continent.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that actually makes a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't, honestly, I haven't really been interested in D and D. Um, Wait a minute. Well, Didn't... okay, hang on. Hang on. Oh, not I, I not interested in D&D, but like <laughs> like they're putting new stuff out and I, and I and I'm interested in some of it, but like overall as a brand, it's like, okay, I get it, but I don't know, it's complicated. I'm not <laughs> sure what I'm trying to say. Okay.
1: Valid.
3: <laughs> <College. Not> fair. <laughs>
0: I think, I think I just don't quite understand all the hatred that it's getting.
3: Um, pretty much everything that I could see online was along the lines of, um, why are they doing a, uh, campaign focus or a, um, another campaign setting instead of expanding the rules that are more generic, um... And there was quite a bit of drama along the lines of, um, well, all critters do is watch streams and buy art.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Why do we want to? Uh, why do we want to focus on that instead of things that appeal to a wider audience?
0: So wow, bu- that's a bullshit take. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of awesome gatekeeping crap. Yeah. And uh, as as longtime fans of the uh, of the show may be aware, as trans people, we're really against that bullshit for, yeah. like, not just us, but for anybody. I'm, I'm not sure if I
1: should mention this, but, but Jennifer is cis, so she is our third cis mm-hmm. guest. Yep. <laughs> but we don't even gatekeep this, uh, as you can tell, uh-huh. we don't even gatekeep this podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: talk to who we want screw it that's right (laughs) but so okay so i'm i'm glad jennifer i'm actually glad you cleared some stuff up for me because i tried to follow some of it but i i i i guess i'm just not invested enough to understand what was the issue but i saw a lot of people and and that makes more a lot of people being really nasty towards Critical Role fans, it's like, well, oh, c- come on now. No, that's not uh-huh.
3: going. Yeah, it, it's the same kind of, you don't like what I like, so I don't want to hear from you. Go hide in your corner and leave us alone.
2: Uh-huh.
3: And it's,
1: it's, so it's, it's siloing as well as gatekeeping.
0: Yeah. It's... But, okay, so let's not dwell on shitty behavior. <laughs> Let's talk about what we came here to talk about tonight. Uh, and that's what sounds like the new hotness when it comes to conventions. Hmm. Is uh, OrcaCon. I,
1: I mean it's not the new hotness when it comes to conventions. It's a small game it's a small ish gaming con. Um, did a friend, did they get um did they get an attendance? Do you know if it if it topped them? <laughs>
2: um yeah i believe if i remember right when we left they said they had something like 1300 people
1: wow that did yeah. not that did not feel like 1300 people
2: no it did not yeah a lot of stuff went really 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 right with the con this year
1: yeah so Arcacon is in bellevue washington um which is uh east of seattle and um I have not been to a gaming con in many, many years. I've been sticking to mostly bigger conventions, comics conventions and whatnot. And uh, Fran told me I had to go. And then um, at Emerald City last year, um, I'm in a meetup. I'm in a queer cr- creators meetup. And um, Crystal has to leave early. So I'm saying, oh, man, I never get to see you. And she said, come to OrcaCon. I command it. So um, what could I do?
0: That's how we started talking more, was because you were going to Emerald City. Yep. And there was a button. Yeah. And you, you got it and sent it to me.
1: I did. But uh, so, so um, you know, when, when, when Crystal Frazier commands you to go to, to a convention.
0: You kind of have to. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and so, I mean, I, I just want, I, I don't want to take up everybody's time but I walked into the I came late cuz I had to work on Friday and I was exhausted. I walked into the first the the, the hotel and the first thing I saw was a sign for OrcaCon and then uh, beneath it there was a table with pronoun ribbons to attach to your badge on it. I hadn't even gotten a badge yet. Uh-huh. They had pronoun ribbons. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." And it just got better from there. <laughs>
0: Like yeah. that sounds incredible. Um, like to to me, that sounds like a very welcoming space. Now, is is OrcaCon specifically a queer gaming convention, or is they, do they it's, just try to be incredibly inclusive?
1: It is not a queer gaming convention. They uh, just try to be incredibly inclusive.
0: They succeed
2: in being incredibly inclusive. In fact, and one of the things that I love the most about them is, when they spot a lack of inclusivity, they're like, "Well, next year, that's what we're doing." Um, so, for example, the uh, as uh, if you're following me on Twitter, you may have seen that they've already announced that for next year they're going after uh, creators of color, and uh, so they're putting out a call now. A day after the convention, saying we want you guys. We want this to be for you. So.
0: I saw. I saw um, Dungeon Commander um, or DC at, mm-hmm. at Dungeon Commander on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were talking about yeah. about that as well. And yeah. That, they. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that sounds incredibly mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah.
1: And it's not like they didn't have. Uh, creators of color there they Mm -hmm. did they just want to open up to more people Mm -hmm. Um, and
2: and create more explicitly welcoming spaces mm
0: -hmm. and and i think that's something that the tabletop community has had a hard time with trying to be more open to to people of color oh agreed. um so i'm glad that they're making that big effort to, to do that hopefully they're successful i i would like to see um just I, I want to see um, a, a, a variety of games and, and people enjoying them. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: I mean, and uh, one of the other th- things that that impressed me um, was they have in, these interaction buttons.
2: Uh-huh.
1: With um, one of them is a green button that says, "Hey, come talk to me." One of them is a yellow button that says, um, uh, "No strangers, please." And one of them, is it a red button? I can't remember.
3: It the it's red button was not now, maybe later. Okay. And the red button was no strangers, please.
1: Yeah. So, and you could wear them and you could change them. You could grab, I got, grabbed all three cause I didn't know what I would want because you know, I'm, I'm shy, but I, and I was, this is a new convention. Um, I wound up only wearing the green because I felt very comfortable, but so you can, mm-hmm. so that's amazing. It's like, you can go and have a good time and not have, have have the interactions you want to have
0: yeah jennifer i think you're the one that posted that picture on twitter yes i think that's where i saw it. i wanted to ask you about that so um was that something new they've started doing this year or is that something they've done in the past
1: well that's a frank question
2: yeah Mm -hmm. oh uh the interaction buttons uh no they've i believe they've had those for multiple years they actually ran out last year i think
1: Oh uh, is that why they wanted people to
0: return?
2: <laughs> well, no, they just they just want to do everything that they can to make sure that they have enough available. That's the that's the big yeah. point.
0: And that's um that's something i've seen I've seen before in mm-hmm. in queer spaces. and yep. I'm incredibly excited that making its way into the gaming community.
1: Uh, well, at least this convention,
0: this convention um yeah. I'm going to be next year is going to be interesting since I'm going to Gen Con. I, I kind of want to keep an eye on what they're doing to be inclusive.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: absolutely. So that'll be, that'll be a fun experience.
1: You'll get to compare Gen Con to OrcaCon because you're going to come next year. Right? I am
0: going to come next year. Woo-hoo! In fact, I would love to do, uh-huh. hopefully we can do like a panel.
1: I would love to do a panel where we record an episode there, and we can take questions. We can talk. We can talk about topics. We can take questions. Whatever. I would love to do that.
0: <laughs> I'm already actually. To be honest, uh, Jess and I have already talked about that. Yeah. And, uh, we're already thinking of how to do an audio setup for that. <laughs> they
1: record. They have a soundboard and they record everything. Oh, okay. It's all okay. It's already. They have the technology already there.
0: Oh, yeah. Noise. It'll,
1: it'll sound like the best episode ever, I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, anyway, so um, uh, I'm trying to think here. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm still. I'm so full. Um, I've lost <laughs> my train of thought. Um, uh, well, so, I mean, I. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay, so Cassie, Fran, both of you, uh, we've talked kind of talked about your inclusiveness. So Jennifer, how did you how did you find it? Like, you is this your first year? Yes,
2: <clears throat>
3: yeah, and I loved it. Um, I am cis, but I'm also queer. I'm ace and panromantic, and I haven't been in a space that queer in the fandom world (laughs) since uh, college Um, and it was amazing Um, the discussions were amazing Um, there were people from the industry talking about how they're working to try and change the industry and um, make it more inclusive and kind of the there was a workshop I attended on the last day that was how do we until they change rules how do we make the games more um more inclusive and um take some of the uh racism and stuff out of the um the rule sets as they are and it was just amazing all around
2: yeah
1: yeah i was telling friend that um i have not been around that many trans people since trans pride that's the only other time i've been around that many trans
0: people yep that's exciting that's that's a very very exciting um i'm i'm curious i'm curious about that panel i want to come back to that Mm -hmm. um we
1: we also went to a panel called um jennifer and i what called queer is a three-sided die uh that um that i I mean jeremy crawford was there it was like whoa whoa okay (laughs) hey because i've only known him as a name in books so it was really kind of (laughs) neat
0: that, that could be really cool.
1: Yeah, I, and I was and I was talking about it um in the bar that night and a friend of friends was like, "Oh yeah, he's really gay." <laughs> you know?
0: Wait, oh, he's gay? Uh,
1: yeah, apparently. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. As a three-sided die, apparently. Yeah,
1: the line director uh, the the line designer, I don't remember his actual title for Dungeons and yeah. Dragons 5th edition. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he's been specifically making sure there's queer content in the game now. He's talking about that.
0: For those who might be hearing a rattling in the background, I'm actually pulling out my three sided die. <laughs> <laughs> Is it queer? Uh it's it's strange, I'll give it that. I don't I wouldn't say queer. It's a D six. Uh-huh. But it's got like two ones, two twos, two threes. Yeah. Yeah. Now the five-sided die, that one's pretty queer.
1: Yes, Uh I would agree with that.
0: Yeah. I don't know how that would (laughs) worked. But, uh, so, how was, so, so Fran, this is, this was your, this was not your first time.
2: No, second one. Second one. Um, did you have a booth last time? Uh, no, we haven't had a booth here. Uh, the, the um the vendors and booths uh are pretty exclusive it's uh they go for they go for a pretty diverse selection of both um but they they devote most of the space to just doing the thing so there's uh, a few panel rooms there are there's a an aisle of uh, booths for people to show up and and uh, uh, rep either their companies or their uh, projects, and then there's a small uh, there's a small but really carefully curated and really excellent uh, vendor room, and then. All of the rest of it is just tables and tables and tables and tables and shelves of games that you can pull stuff down from and tools for getting people to come to your game or helping you to find games or uh, helping you to play games. Um, so, no, we haven't actually we haven't actually tabled there. Um, and I, I haven't gotten to be on any panels there yet. Next but year. Um, next year, maybe. Next year. Um and uh, here. And uh, one way or one way or another, though the 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 point of it is basically: look, come in, get hugs, play games. Well, the get hugs part is mostly me, but um, but you know, <laughs> come here, play games, have fun, feel welcome.
0: I remember you all had po- Cassie. You had posted the picture. Um, that you said find find Cassie, and I was looking around <laughs> and I saw Fran first. Uh, I yeah, realized because, you were behind the water bottle.
2: Yeah, yeah, my doofy ass was was chugging something at the moment that the picture was taken. Of course, and I
1: was clearly talking to you about something. Um, and Jennifer's right next to us
0: with the oh, head. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize who that was.
2: Yeah, well, you, if you haven't seen a picture of her before, and you know she's kind of blurry in in the background, and my big dopey gangly ass is covering everything no, up too. So. You
0: posted. Your selfies were incredibly cute from the convention this year. I enjoyed them.
1: That picture was... Let's talk about this. That picture Mm -hmm. was from the raffle for the play to win uh, Mm -hmm. thing, which they also have been doing at some other conventions, like we did it at Emerald Emerald City and I actually won the game. Mm -hmm. So the idea is there's a huge number of games uh, and you can play whatever you want during the weekend. And when you turn it back in... Uh, you can get a raffle ticket. Oh! Great. Entered in the play to win raffle, and you just need to show up on Sunday, um, and hang out for the hour plus that it takes to do the raffle, and you have a chance to win any game you enjoyed playing.
0: Oh wow! That's, that sounds really fun.
1: Yeah, I did not. I only got to play one game because I was in a bunch of RPGs and stuff uh, over the weekend. I have overbooked myself, um, but Fran. And Sarah and Jennifer had bunches of tickets, and Sarah won a game.
0: Uh Mhm. Oh, what did Sarah win?
2: Uh, it's a game called My Little Scythe, which is, it's a really weird title. Um, it's a kind of a children's version of uh, Scythe, which I gather was a tabletop, uh, uh. resource acquisition game, but uh, it wasn't available for play, but My Little Scythe is a very cutified version where you're competing for apples and friendship points, and um, you resolve conflicts through pie fights. So.
0: That's the most wonderful thing I've ever heard.
2: Oh, and it has grotesquely, insanely, toothrottingly cute little uh, miniatures of the cute little fuzzy creatures uh, that come with the game. So
1: I, I was told by someone that it was originally intended to be a My Little Pony mm-hmm. game. However, uh, Hasbro would not give up the li- give them the license. Mm-hmm. So they just yep. said, "Screw it," and did their own thing. It's also uh, an, another point that. Um, to make is that it's a game designed by is it a father and a daughter or a mother and Mm -hmm. a daughter i believe
2: it's a father and daughter
1: with illustrations by someone else in the family or at least they have the same last name so yeah i didn't get to play it but it looked really cute oh
0: well you you all have to get together and do a game day because i want to know how i want to know if it's good because it sounds adorable
1: sarah and jennifer played it didn't you play it? yeah it was fun it
2: was a lot of fun. Um, I sat by and very tiredly watched other people play it.
0: So. Would you all like to know a deep, dark, embarrassing secret about me?
1: Always, Elizabeth. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for for people that uh, cannot see me, I just did the Charles Nelson Riley collar tug. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Uh, oh, I could hear you doing yeah. the Charles Nelson Riley uh, collar tuck. That was very, very well conveyed.
0: Uh, I may or may not own the My Little Pony tabletop game.
1: Uh, that is unsurprising to me, but you want to know what some, what's really, really interesting? What? Someone in this call has run the My Little Pony tabletop role-playing game.
3: I got a niece for her seventh birthday, and I started running it over the holidays for her. My first time in 30 something years.
0: Oh my God. Awesome. I, I am slowly talking my group into running it.
2: Um,
0: I don't know. I've talked, so I've convinced them to try out, um, I hunt. Um, it's the, the new game from Olivia Hill. Okay. Uh, so, i know
1: i know who olivia is but i haven't i i haven't played IHunt hunt before we
0: should i should you know what i might run an IHUNT hunt one shot for us uh yeah. at some point but
1: put on the list put it's on the list,
0: list. <laughs> uh anyway so um what all so okay so i know we went to some we went to some conferences or not conferences some seminars uh let's talk about actual games so let's start with let's start with fran fran what games yes. did you get to play
2: oh let's see
0: or, um or I, were you running vigilant stuff uh we well the yeah the
2: primary thing we were doing there was we were uh we were running uh vigilant stuff um and uh we got to run uh two scenarios quote the one with the boat unquote um and um vigilant training mission number 44 diplomatic es- escort or as we like to subtitle it, How to Lose Elves Who Influence People. (laughs) I... <laughs> as far as as far as games I played, I don't want to give away too much about the scenarios because we are actually planning to package them and put them up on the story scene vault for eventual sale so that you can uh, inflict them on
0: your own players. But and you really uh, want to play the elf one.
2: Oh, I, I, I want to run this for for everybody. There's so much fun to to play through.
0: Assassins.
2: Jennifer was um, the elf one. Yep. Mm hmm. <laughs> Yep. And uh, so after I'm done ranting about my experience, um, I'm happy to let her talk about her experience. Um, So as far as games I played, uh, the ones that I found the most memorable were a little game called Eight Minute Empire, which is basically somebody looked at Risk and said, ain't no one got time for that, um, and uh, built a, a beautiful concise little uh really entertaining game uh that is risk in eight minutes um without a lot of the bullshit that makes risk a sad experience that um, sounds
0: incredible because i love mm-hmm. risk yeah. but i don't mm-hmm. ever want to play risk
2: yeah exactly <laughs> it's 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 just it was really beautiful and it was like oh nicely done Um, And then, uh, let's see, uh, there was a game called Ninjitsu, which uh, similarly, very, very, um, very quick to play, uh, really small and silly and entertaining in kind of the same way as games like Bang or the Gru card game. So Uh a really fun thing that you can rotate players in and out of pretty fast, which I think is a niche that deserves um, more good stuff in it. Um, and then, uh, there was a, there was sort of a running theme, which is Fran is tired and has burned all of her attention on lots of other things. So let's pick games where Fran can stay awake. Um, uh, the, uh, the other one that I really enjoyed was one called Shobu, um, and that was a very Japanese game, although I don't think it's from Japan, um, that was kind of like... If you played chess with checkers, I think that's about the best description. It's a beautiful little simple game with four wooden uh, separate boards, um, two sets of pebbles, one set black, one set white. And as uh, the guy that described it in the auction last night said, um, a rope that you don't do anything with. (laughs) And it was just it was another one of those like... uh, if her and i played it together and and by the end of it we were like sort of like oh this is fun and simple and then we're like oh god no it's not and uh so i i really had a great time with it and i i plan to acquire it
0: that sounds really fun Mm -hmm. so um jennifer what what did you enjoy
3: Oh, I I played in Fran and Sarah's uh <laughs> game, which was kinda awesome. Um and uh Fran pretty much went over every single other game I played.
2: Oh, wow.
3: <laughs> yeah, I I did my little side with Sarah, um uh and Empires with Sarah and Fran and Shobu And that was pretty much it.
0: What? Uh, so, what was your favorite? Oh God. <laughs> um,
3: I think my little scythe. Huh. Yeah. Well, at least of the of the tabletop games. I mean, uh, um, the the board game type things. Um, I mean.
0: Did you did you just play board games or did you get a chance to do any RPG play oh the
3: the um, the game that friend and Sarah ran was uh, was RPG and that was awesome and then and then and, you
0: and then
1: you went to the the, the two panels that yeah. I went to the um, we went to game mastering on the fly and,
3: yes I forgot about that one
1: and queer is a three-sided die yes and I'm trying to remember the name of the panel the, the the workshop that you were in oh, the other day oh the workshop it was, so was
3: good. um good ogres and ok elves races and race in well hmm. in tabletop role playing games
0: hmm that okay yeah that sounds really good yeah it
3: was it was talking about the um the fact that you know if you put humans in the center and go through the races from elves on the good side and ogres on the evil side Um, uh, how to how to kind of separate the the fact that to one side or the other they have more fixed moralities uh, as races and how to work around that and what you can do to play, you know, good orcs and um, bad elves who aren't drow and play drow who are good, who aren't, like, the token, uh, what's his name? Mm-hmm.
1: Riz- yeah. 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 You had a really interesting point about tieflings, too. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah um, the. We were talking about um, the the fact that, you know, Tieflings are of demonic extraction, um, and yet every single Tiefling that anyone in the room had ever seen played was all sunshine, happiness, and light. And... um,
2: That's that's funny, actually, because I, I played a tiefling bard who uh, her her literal thing was, oh, yeah, sure. So we're descended from demons, which naturally means, you know, we're untrustworthy. So just yeah, just assume I'm a criminal. Yeah, we're all criminals. We're all, you know, I'm likely to backstab you, she says as she picks your pocket. we we had a lot of fun playing around with that with sort of the you know the the complexities of of how this shit ends up being where it's like i i i i'm i'm pushed into places that you assume i grew up in because Mm -hmm. that's the only place i can get to so Yeah. yeah i
1: mean the idea and that's the thing the idea of um Racial stereotypes, let's just call them what they
2: are. Yeah.
1: Racial stereotypes is a really tough thing to play around sometimes. And it's really sensitive. I mean, hell, put it on the list. It's another It's another whole mm-hmm. episode in and of itself.
2: Yeah. On.
3: There was a discussion of the fact that in the races, various racist descriptions, they use the verbiage that um, if you look back at um, – uh, like 18th, 19th century explorers' logs that uh-huh. um, you know the the races that they came across in Africa and South America and everything like that were savage races, and mm-hmm. the, the ways uh-huh. that they describe um, the beauty of the elves follows very much the um, the European idea of beauty and.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: it's it's better than it used to be but Mm -hmm. yeah first and second edition were really Mm -hmm. really
0: guilty of that Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i mean honestly that's kind of why recently i've just i haven't really felt like engaging with fantasy Mm -hmm. just just because it's like oh my god i'm just i'm so i get get fed up
1: science fiction does it too but Mm uh it does but but, okay this that's another topic (laughs) that's just that's a huge topic. Oh my gosh.
0: I guess I, guess I should say, I t- i don't want to engage with cis heteronormative stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Not
0: anything wrong with cis folk, but just like if it's cis and heteronormative, I really don't want to touch it. I, I, just, uh-huh. I just, I'm just not interested. Yeah. Um, but Cassie. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk, okay. Uh, I'm not playing favorites. Uh, I just happen to have a deep love for things with tentacles. Mm -hmm. Uh, Make of that what you will. Uh, You got to play some Cthulhu. You got to play quite a bit of Cthulhu. I
1: I played – I had a Chaosium weekend. Um, My three – now, I bought my ticket very, very late and um so a lot of the games and i looked at the role-playing game schedule because i'm going to a gaming con that's that's what's what i'm going to do uh and a lot of the games were full or filling so um for example friday night um when i, I knew i wasn't going to be able to get there before i thought it would be as late as four thirty-five, but i managed to get there by around three ish um so uh, I, Crystal Frazier was running Mutants and Masterminds. And I was like, oh, that would be awesome. Oh, wait, it's full. But then I saw that um, there was a Pendragon game going on at the same time, which was not full. And I have always wanted to play Pendragon. I mean, since I saw the Greg Stafford old box, you know, the the the, fir- the I think it was either first or second edition Pendragon in a game store, and I never bought it. And then I saw it a few years ago, and it was like. A ridiculous amount of money to buy because everything was out of print and then they put out the new edition and blah 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 so i had always wanted to buy uh to to play rather pendragon so i played it and it was tremendously enjoyable the next day i went and bought the book um (laughs) and then and but i wound up being on the waiting list for a couple of games one on saturday one on sunday um for a call of cthulhu game and then a trail of cthulhu game on sunday um, Call of Cth- The Call of Cthulhu game, um, I got into because the uh, game, the keeper had accidentally put himself on the list for the game. <laughs> so he took himself off and immediately a spot opened, strangely enough. Um, and then the Trail of Cthulhu game, I just got off the wait list because a bunch of people canceled uh, for Sunday, possibly because of the weather reports, um, which we'll get to another time. Um, but so I so out of the three games, um, the my favorite by far was the Trail of Cthulhu game. You have been telling the truth all this time about Gumshoe. Oh my God, it's so simple, it's so fun. I, I've been going up to people uh, to to saying to people, you guess how many dice it takes to play uh, uh, a Trail of Cthulhu, and they're like, I don't know, two, three, one, one six-sided die. That's all you need, and. It was just, it was, I mean, part of it was, I, we had a great, great game master, and um, part of it was that the system is just so elegant. We, were, we played a purist game, not a pulp game. Um, for those of you who have read Trail of Cthulhu, you know what that means. Um, I didn't realize that Robin Laws is the person who wrote Gumshoe. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, Robin Laws, yeah, he created Gumshoe and, that, and a bunch of the other games for it.
1: And that makes perfect sense, because he's always been about elegance, simplicity, that kind of thing, getting to the game rather than getting to the mechanics. Um, and then and then trail itself is written by Kenneth Height, who um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if we want to talk about that, but um,
0: I, I mean, elephant in the room i, I am I am <laughs> a huge fan of this game. yeah, definitely a problematic fave for me. But Kenneth Hyde is a Ted Cruz Republican, um, which is really disappointing.
1: Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, he's a good writer, and I I've been I went and bought the book, um, and I've been paging through the book and admiring how it's set out, um, you know, how it's how it's how it's put together. Yeah. I haven't done a lot of reading, um, so I mean, as far as as I. I, I, as far as ranking the games that I played in, um, the Trail of Cthulhu is way up there, and the Pendragon game is pretty is is second because it was a it was a simple fun scenario. It was a quest. Um, there was it was all so it was so role playing based. Um, we used the um, the expansion set for the feast cards. So when you have a feast, you have new rules, um, mm-hmm. and you know how much people feast in Arthurian Britain. Um, and, and then down below was the, um, was the Call of Cthulhu game, both because I think the Keeper was not the best, and the scenario was way more dull than, I mean, based it was, it all amounted to, oh, it's a Deep One hybrid, okay, and he doesn't know it because he doesn't live in Innsmouth, and he's, oh, okay, that's the strange thing going on,
0: oh boy. Oh, is that the one with the lights in the sky?
1: yep the starbucks uh, the Star Brothers. I mean, it was okay. It was fun, but you know, it just wasn't also the ge- the group wasn't as good, um, I think, but it just yeah. wasn't it didn't have that that you know the the two other games had stuff going on that was just interesting, and this was just felt like standard Cthulhu kind of thing. you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I definitely get that.
1: Um, whereas, um, the murder of Th- of Thomas Fell, the Trail of Cthulhu scenario, which I want to get my hands on because I want to run it for some of you. Oh, I know, it's free. I know, it's... I know, Liz, you've, you've ran it, but it's so
0: good. It's free. You can download it off Pell Green's website right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, he had it all printed out and in a binder and I, it's like, that's really nice. Um, it's just really, really good and it's really interesting. And yes, you wind up playing. Oh, and the other thing was, um, um, of course, all of the games had characters of various genders in it. And um, and for the trail game, um, the the game master. I don't know if you call them keeper in Trail of Cthulhu or not.
0: Yeah, keeper.
1: Okay, the keepers said basically, feel free to change the name and the um, gender of any of the characters. So I took the history professor, the unscrupulous history professor, of course, and uh, who went from Professor Knox Makepeace to Professor Alice Makepeace. And uh, yeah, it it felt very, um, very cool. And uh, with the Pendragon game, the first game I did that went from 7 to about 11.30... Uh, Friday night, so I was pretty exhausted. It's the first game I've ever played that actually used an X card. All of the games used an X card, Mm. and I'm like, "Hey, it's the thing we talked about." Mm -hmm. And
2: crap, I (sighs) I knew there was something I wanted to add to my convention carry list. We've got a we've got a checklist that we do of have you printed this out? Have you printed that out? Yeah, and let me make a note of that.
1: Okay. Well it was just an index card with a big X written on it in pencil but um yeah. Yeah. and and that's the thing I mean we talked in these panels and everybody talking it's all the stuff that we talk about it was all about getting buy in from the table it was all about using very these various tools whatever is simplest for you to make people comfortable and that's why that's why uh, by about midway through septem- through September through Saturday I was like Liz must come to this convention uh-huh. you know uh, as far as uh, board games, the only thing I played because I was in all these role-playing games um, was um, uh, a little game called Wordsy, which mm-hmm. is a very Boggle-like game except you can use whatever letters you want, but you only score for the letters that are actually out. It's a card game.
2: And it was fun. Yeah, that was really cute. Yeah, yeah was- I played that with you. It was fun. You
1: did. Because um, basically you know I got out of my game and then I went to get lunch and then I found Fran and I you know I did the merchants hall again and I found Fran and um Sarah who was in, volunteering basically said you've half an hour before the raffle starts go play a game <laughs> yep <laughs> so we chose the one that looked like it would take the shortest time uh, um and yeah I mean the thing the experience for me was it was the the games were fantastic but it was the atmosphere um i I've never felt more comfortable at a convention, period,
0: you know, and that sounds really important um yeah, why that's one of the things I am a little nervous about going to Gen con mm. um the last time I went to Gen Con, I thought I was cis and straight, so <laughs> Let's oh you're yeah, child. So so I, uh, uh, it'll kind of be relearning to navigate that whole space. Um, so it'll be interesting to compare the two conventions.
1: Oh, oh. there! I, I would imagine it's night and day because Gen Con is 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 an industry convention and it's huge, uh-huh. whereas this is this is a, a fan gaming convention and it. I'm I'm amazed there are that many people there because it really did. I mean, it was noisy in the main room. Um, which made playing some of these RPGs difficult. Um, But I I never felt like there were 1,300 people in that hotel. Yeah. Oh, and I got to mention, of course, that I I met Crystal Frazier's corgis, and that was definitely a highlight. (laughs) (laughs) They are good. They are very good dogs.
0: Oh, I'll be honest. I started following Crystal, um, you know, because of Queer Game Designer, but I stay because of the corgis. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's it was cool because you know it's not like normally my the conventions I go to are things like Emerald City Comic Con, which is freaking. I mean, last year it was ninety eight thousand people. Yeah, um, and um, so on Sunday, I was like, I'm absolutely relaxed, and I'm not totally exhausted, and I could just sit here and chat, and you know, it it doesn't feel like these are you know big huge stars. You know, I can sit here and and, and um uh, oh look it's Corey it's Cory Pons admittedly I knew Cory, but it's Cory um, Cody who, Cody do I why do I keep doing that? Cody Pons <laughs> who who co wrote The Witcher, oh my god, oh hey, hey no, no, you just sat down at the table, we hung out. You know, or some of Fran's friends who are big game designers, um, but uh, throw out some names, Fran.
2: Uh Joe Carricker Uh, Ari Mermel, who's uh, who does uh, games and writing. Yeah, he's Um, cool. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just loads of loads of fun. Like, like I'm still tired and trying to get my brain back together. But yeah, loads and loads of people.
1: Yeah, they had um, like one of the line. Oh, well, it was hilarious as I was sitting there playing playing Pendragon. Dude's walk in the room cam- comes up and says, oh, cool, Pendragon. And the game master's like, hey, yeah, you know Pendragon? He's like, well, yeah, I'm one of the line directors of Chaosium, so it's good to see it being played. <laughs> you know? And one of the people behind who's in charge of Call of Cthulhu was on the um, Game Mastering on the Fly panel, as as I, t- as I sent it to you, Liz, on t- over yeah, Twitter.
0: Yeah, I remember you sent that to me. I was like,
1: oh. <laughs> so... And- yeah sorry, I could go on and on
0: <laughs> no and and as much as i um I guess so I get kind of final thoughts. It sounds like this is a really that this convention is made by people who are trying to create this very inclusive atmosphere and who are trying to make it a safe environment
2: very much so definitely very very much so and and a a Place that, no matter who you are, no matter what challenges you face, no matter um, uh, how you identify yourself, that you can walk into and feel seen and welcomed. Um, one of the things, one of the first things that I saw, the the we we got uh, since uh, Sarah was volunteering. We showed up on Thursday night to uh, to get information and get set up and everything. And uh, one of the first things I saw was uh, one of the Con staff at the registration booth where they were doing you know pre-reg, handing out badges badges to people who had just shown up, talking to uh, someone in a scooter and saying, "Listen, I'm sorry, our accessibility." Uh, Guy who goes in and does the measurements and everything is not here yet today. And so although all the con placed stuff has been put in places that are ADA uh, measured to allow passage of wheelchairs and carts and so forth, um, our vendors may not have all gotten that message. So if you run into anything, please come talk to the desk and they'll find me and I'll get it cleared up. Uh, but rest assured that tomorrow we'll have somebody who's actually patrolling to make sure that aisles stay wide enough to let you through. Yeah, um, it's
1: incredible.
2: Yeah, and there's a there's a section in the program where they talk about the fact that there are times when people's uh, accommodations conflict with one another. Uh, one person may need it to be quiet. Another person may need you to speak up when conflicts like that happen, please find a con staffer and we will work out an accommodation that suits as many people as we can. Um, yes. So so the idea is don't come on the day of and think, well, I guess this is all there is. Come with the expectation that if there's something we haven't thought of, we want to know and we want to adjust to meet it.
1: Like a quarter of the um, of the con booklet was maybe a quarter maybe a little less was um about their policies Mm -hmm. and they are policies every convention should have their Mm -hmm. inclusion policy their harassment policy their disabled policy they it's just amazingly i mean you can tell that it's been it's been a lot of work Mm -hmm. Um, they're trying to make it be the best environment for every gamer of every type it could be. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't just white dudes. There were a lot of women. There were a lot of people of color. There were a lot of kids, which was yeah. wonderful to see. Kids having fun with their families. Um, like there was a point where Fran and I were sitting eating lunch and these kids ran by going, yeah, and I was like, oh, that's yeah, cool. Like light speed. <laughs> <laughs> And the merchants' hall—it's—I it, mean, it was only like, what, like eight merchant, eight dealers or something—but mm-hmm. they were just really good quality. Yeah. Um, it—it's not a—it's not a necessarily a convention about spending money. The primary purpose of the convention is playing games. Although I did spend money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> although I did, of course, spend money. Do you want to say something,
3: Jennifer? <laughs> Uh, I think you said it. I'll, I'll <laughs> stop reading my mind. <laughs> Sorry.
1: I mean, as, okay. So we're looking at this as, uh, I mean, we are three trans people. You're mm-hmm. a, you're a cis woman. Did you have any other um, experiences that we might not have had?
3: No. Um, I mean, like for, um, Sorry, like Cassie said, when she first walked in and seeing the uh, the pronoun ribbons and seeing the interaction buttons, I, I just like within the first ten minutes of being in the venue, I was already feeling like, oh my god, this is so much better than any con I have ever been at. <laughs> and I felt... I I felt comfortable it being able to be out as an asexual, which I don't feel in a lot of places. Um, I, I, you know, just everything just felt so welcoming and so accommodating and so geared towards inclusivity. And it was just amazing.
1: And I'm coming back next year. Yeah. I have a, a point to make about that. Jennifer's from Atlanta and she flew out. Well, she flew out to visit us, but, to, but also to go to the convention and she's already planning on figuring out how to fly out for the con next year.
2: Um,
1: Oh, and, and there's one other thing that I wanted to point out, which is I had no issues using restrooms in any way whatsoever. Pub- the public restrooms. Um, which you know sometimes at a con- even at a convention you can be like uh yeah no mm-hmm. no 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 weird looks no absolutely nothing it was absolutely perfectly normal even on yeah. Sunday when I was unshaven and because my I had already packed my razor in the morning I was I had to get up early for a game and I was like eh no nah, fuck it um no issues no questions at all the pronoun. Yep. Ribbons were, I mean, admittedly, I was in a skirt, but the pronoun ribbons were respected. Um, Yeah.
2: That reminds me, actually, of another thing that made me really freaking happy, um, which I don't remember if I pointed out, but the number of straight cis men wearing Mm. he, him, button, he, him uh, uh, pronoun uh, strips on their badges, uh that again it's like look this con is for everybody and that includes straight cis men but we'll be a lot happier if you're here with the rest of us and in support of the rest of us than if you're just kind of here like well i don't really get all of this stuff well
1: there were there were a lot of people men and women who weren't wearing ribbons at all Mm -hmm. and um I was fine with that because they were people who could easily be identified. And if they weren't wearing ribbons, I would assume that they were going by the generic pronouns that one would identify. Mm -hmm. But I also suspect that some of them, this is just a guess. Some of them were like, I don't need that. I should save it for someone else. Mm -hmm. Oh
2: dude, I, I totally forgot to pick up pronoun buttons and then was like, yeah, you know what? I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm okay. Yeah.
1: And there was a lot of trans in the merchants hall. There was a lot of, um, Uh, queer stuff as well. Like there were queer pins. There was um a trans dice bag that I almost bought, but it was forty dollars and I couldn't justify it. Um there were lanyards. There were all kinds of stuff. And the Orcacon merchandise itself, which was cheap, we're talking fifteen dollar shirts, um, also had queer Orcacon pins of every kind. I got a trans pin. I got Rebecca an ace pin which disappeared and I think Jennifer you got an ace pin. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, it's part of the the inclusivity is part of the quote branding unquote for the convention. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. So that all sounds incredible, and honestly, I I'm a little sad I missed it this year. Uh, I am Aww. totally excited for next year.
1: Now you know how I felt last year. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Um aside from cool stuff we saw at the con, uh, Fran, what are we shouting out to this week?
2: Um, let's see. Uh last week I was expecting somebody to actually shout out to the Witcher TV series. Um, and nobody did. So I guess I'll be that gal. Um <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed the uh the show. There I I I do have one critique which is The show had fantastic writing, which is why I'm annoyed that they didn't do a better job of, uh, making clear the, um, the time scope and the shifts in time, uh, between the different, uh, eras and, uh stages in the in the course of events if you've watched the show you're probably aware of it but yeah they jump around in time a number of times and unless you already knew the content that was being exposed you have no idea what the hell is going on and since you know witcher writers i'm looking at you since you guys were quite evidently fucking amazing why didn't you do something about that uh but yes it was a it was a fantastic show um i i really enjoyed henry cavill i loved a lot of the casting choices they made they did a great job of conveying that yeah this is a really miserable world but it's it's not necessarily by choice a lot of the crappy stuff is stuff that people could fix if they were just you know bothered to actually do something about it um and that goddamn song is stuck in my head now and forever so uh yeah i uh uh definitely that's uh i i think that's my jam for this week
1: Jennifer was nodding along with everything you
2: said. <laughs>
1: She's yeah. just being way more polite than we generally are on this podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep.
3: Actually, I'm laughing so hard that no sounds coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the next, last episode, and I only just figured out what most of the time skips are.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, like you know, and and on shows where the writing isn't as as just absolutely smack on, I can kind of excuse it as like, well, they obviously didn't think of it, but like these guys obviously have the brain power to have, have gone, hang on a minute. People are going to be really baffled, aren't they? And they, and they didn't. So, you know, like naughty finger of shame, <laughs> but other
3: That's than that, you when they just want us to keep watching, um, yeah, maybe.
2: Yeah. Or maybe it's like, look, this show is from Poland and, you know, if you're not suffering, you're not doing it right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yep. So that's me.
0: So uh, I will say I will say I am about halfway through The Witcher. Uh, I took a break um, because there are a ton of cartoons on Disney Plus. Yes.
1: Yes. But First, I am enjoying it. Um, Star versus the Forces of Evil is on Disney Plus. Watch it. <laughs> uh Kathy,
0: Cass, what what have you been into this week? Um Honestly, not much.
1: Um I mean, I'm rereading Wolf Hall by Hilary Mantel because um, the third book in the series is finally coming out in March, so I want to be ready for it um um, watching tailspin on disney plus and that's been a lot of fun um -hmm. which you know i I used to i was way too old supposedly to be watching it when it was first on but i used to i loved it uh, you mean
2: back when back when we used to watch it together that
1: yes that's right yep 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 um and i mean i'm the thing that I that leaps, and this is crazy but the thing that most leaps to mind and I mean unfortunately uh we're going right back to where I was before which is Trail of Cthulhu mm-hmm. um, the entire gumshoe gumshoe uh system I really not only did I buy Trail um at the convention but um they had a game store there which is 10-15 minutes away from my house that I barely knew existed um and I ordered bookhounds of london through them so that should be coming in in a week or two <laughs> and so i'm in <laughs> you know when you want to run a bookhounds game i am so there <laughs> yeah uh, okay. uh but yeah so so trail of cthulhu is really good it's really it's got a lot of content but it's really simple and um if you can't deal with the complexity of call of cthulhu which is less complex than it used to be but it's still pretty complex um go for trail Mm.
0: yeah it's it's a good game yeah sorry (laughs) and so jennifer what um what are you into you get to do your very own shout out um this week
3: other than the con and getting to finally hang out with my friends that i haven't seen in way too long um um, i finally finished uh fran and sarah's book on the way out here and it was amazing Uh, (laughs) oh and um that's that's been my big thing for the past week
0: (laughs) okay Fran's book is cool. Fran and Sarah's book is very cool. Yes. Yes. Buy my book. There we go. (laughs) So, I will say what I'm into is a little weird. Oh, really? Uh,
2: (laughs) No one would ever have guessed. (laughs) I
0: know, right? Uh, Me? Weird? Uh, (laughs) Anyway. Uh, So, it's a YouTube channel called Dancing Bacon's. And what what it is, it's this person who I think they're from Singapore, but they go around all of kind of South, um, uh, all around like Southeast Asia, Japan, a little bit in China, but they go and they check out cool vending machines. Like like Asian, Asian vending machines. And like, so there's one that they did from, um, that they did from uh, from Japan recently. That was a popcorn vending machine. Okay. Uh, they did uh, instant slushy cokes from Japan. Okay. Uh, they also try out various like instant noodles and and things like that. It's it's incredible. Um, it's so fun to watch. <laughs> If you're into, I guess if you're into weird, weird culinary things, huh. Uh, go check this out. Because it's, and- it's like, my favorite one was this one they did at a Japanese 7-Eleven, where it has a ramen cooking station. Okay. So you can cook in different kinds. So all of these instant ramens have like in their cardboard, but they're, like, lined with aluminum or, oh. or something that makes them work on an induction cooktop. Oh, neat. And so, you, like, you could cook your instant ramen. They sold fresh ingredients. So you could pop, like, a soy egg in, um, various uh, various meat, some fresh vegetables to add yeah. into it. We haven't had dinner
1: yet here. Oh, Uh, I'm so sorry.
0: Um, (laughs) Okay. And there (laughs) are wolves. To be fair, I always want ramen. Yeah. (laughs) Same. Mm -hmm. Oh,
1: it's this wonderful ramen place in Seattle that we liked. We've gone to during Emerald City that Mm -hmm. we couldn't get into last year. Yep. And that is one of the things I look forward to. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's delicious that's, show you. That's what I told Jess I wanted for Valentine's Day was to oh. go to a ramen bar. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, dancing bacon's uh, all yes. one word. It's really fun.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, oh. oh, they also did one that was, like, a hamburger vending machine, like, from an hmm. entire self-serve restaurant in Tokyo. A oh, wow. vending machine burger? It was incredible. But, uh, anyway, that's my shout-out, because uh, I don't want to take up more time. Wow. Uh, <laughs> folks, or, uh, no, that's not how I start this off. How do let's, I start this off?
1: Can I say one thing before before you do start this off?
0: Uh, you can say two things.
1: Okay, well, great. Um, I want to point out that was it. That
0: out... was two things. Uh, <laughs> no, no, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, that's
1: okay. I, I want to point out that um, I wouldn't be so crass as to call it a rebranding, but if you go to our Twitter page or our Facebook page, you will notice that we have a brand new banner with a new logo and the banner itself. Oh yeah by a friend of mine. Um, uh-huh. I, I, she's basically, we're going to give her the, uh, the um, honorific of Ali snow and uh-huh. she is available for commissions and we will be putting her Twitter information in um, the description and you can hit her up for commissions. She's cheap. She's relatively new at doing it so she's still a little tentative but her art is I mean it's literally growing by leaps and bounds every single piece yep. she does and we love her banner.
2: Yep, it's it's cheery and fun and just cute as all get out.
1: So um we we will try to do the rebranding everywhere including on Podbean with our and the new logo itself is by is by Fran. Um Yeah. And um and yeah, so be on the lookout for it and contact Allie uh, if you're interested in commissioning anything. Um, and yeah, she, she, was a,
0: she was a sheer pleasure to work with, I gotta say.
1: All right, now go ahead, Liz.
0: Okay, so I've still forgotten how I normally wrap this up, but... Uh, where, can, <laughs> where
1: can we find you, is what you say. That's uh-huh.
0: it. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a real long day, folks. Yeah. So... Uh, where can people... F- well, first of all, let's plug our plugables.
2: Mm-hmm. Fran,
0: where can we find you?
2: Okay. Um, uh, so, first off, you can find uh, Vigilant, the excellent novel written by me and my wife, Sarah. Uh, anywhere that fine ebooks are sold, you can buy the uh, print version from drive Through Fiction. <clears throat> Um, and uh, you can find me myself uh, on Twitter at Ronald and Valor and on Facebook as, you know, just Fran. Um, and uh, soon you will be able to find uh, some of my content up on uh, Drive Through RPG as well in the Sloracian Vault if you're looking for interesting stuff to do with uh, Scarred Lands.
0: And Kathy, where can we find you? So I can
1: be found on Twitter at TipTransformed. Um, And uh, at a point, uh, just adding a point, OrcaCon can be found on Twitter at OrcaCon. All one word, capital O, capital Mm. C. Um, And they also have a website, but I doubt anything has gone up for 2021 yet. But um, feel free to follow them for news of OrcaCon 2021.
0: Okay, and Jennifer, uh, you are welcome to plug your pluggables, uh, or you could be, uh, you know, just our, our silent benefactor. Uh,
3: since I don't have any really spectacular content mo- on uh, Twitter most of the time, I think I'll just go for the silent mm-hmm. benefactor type.
1: <laughs> oh, um, come on. You...
2: <laughs> You could advertise the fact that um, that you teach uh, Zen archery in uh, in your home city if you wanted to.
0: What? That's amazing. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's been doing it for 13 years.
3: Was that – was um, it? 2002, 2003, I think is when I started. Mm. Yeah. So uh-huh. – I think it is. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. I- if we actually had a website that I knew the URL to, I would hand that out. But
0: <laughs> uh, Google Zed Archery. Uh, <laughs> you might find her. I don't know. I'm not a expert. Um, and you can find me. Um, not only am I at tw- or on Twitter at little underscore lizzie22. Uh, I am also currently raiding your refrigerator taking uh, any LaCroix you have. <laughs>
1: you got to wash down all that trout? Uh,
0: it, the well, Unfortunately, the trout doesn't want to stay put. So. Oh, no. Oh, no, I, I just keep having to burp. Oh. So I've been mm-hmm. eating myself. <laughs> and every time I burp and it's, it's kind of a trouty taste, I go, mmm, trouty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I... I really wish. And that's your soundbite
2: for the week, folks. That is. Uh,
0: so if I, ever run, if I ever run for government, that's the one they're going to find. Do you want a candidate that likes <laughs> trout that much? No, no, they'll find other things. So, but anyway. So where
1: can we find? they find us?
0: Well, I mean, they should check their fridge. But if they don't want to go do that, uh, you can find us on... Well, you can find us on. Oh, hey, hang on, I'm doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. I'm doing it wrong. You do this part.
1: Well, no, you start. You start with the with the. Okay, fine. You can yeah, find you always go first. You can find us on Facebook at Tabletop Transmissions, and on Twitter at. Uh,
0: we are uh, We are at transmissions on Twitter. Uh, now, listen to how I've spelled it, because I have spelled it wrong, as long-time listeners know. Uh, we are at T-R-A-N-S-M-I-S-T-I-O-N-S, and remember, kids...
1: Oh, no, no, no. It, whoop, whoop, whoop. One, one whoop? more thing. One more thing. One uh, more thing. Uh, can be found on iTunes and Podbean, and if you go to iTunes, please leave a start thing to help us with our algorithm, and please send us any questions or comments that you have because we'd love to hear them now go
0: okay and remember kids just say no to fish because they're all they're all terrible people
1: yeah and and you know I mean i I did i I, I did game near endsmouth so you never know
0: right
1: <gasps> <laughs> did I blow your mind?
0: maybe I'm very tired. <laughs> Um, anyway folks <laughs> thanks for joining us um please please tune back in next week despite <laughs> or
2: possibly because of all of this crap <laughs>
0: I mean yeah uh I don't even know anymore uh but anyway thanks for listening Thanks for tuning in. Special thanks to our special guest, Jennifer, tonight for being such a delight. And we will see you all next time.
2: Bye, everybody. Bye, folks.